Welcome, and thanks for joining us. Our guest today is Kristen Holland, the Associate Director for Science in the Division of Overdose Prevention at the CDC. We really have seen some differences um, recently with respect to the overdose epidemic. We're seeing that it is continuing to evolve. Um, So while overdose deaths were increasing in the months before the COVID-19 pandemic began, Provisional mortality data show us that overdose deaths actually accelerated during the pandemic. So this past December, um, the Division of Overdose Prevention reported increases in overdose deaths with over 81,000 overdose deaths occurring in the United States in the 12 months ending in May 2020. That represents the largest number of overdose deaths. Um, for a 12-month period ever recorded. So we had seen a 4.1% decline in overdose deaths from 2017 to 2018. Um, But this increase that we noted in the 12 months ending in 2020 represented uh, an 18.2% increase in overdose deaths um, compared to the 12 months ending in, in June 2019. So really what these data tell us is just that the the drug overdose epidemic is worsening. Um, and we actually have even more recent provisional data now suggesting that the number of overdose, overdose deaths is over 90,000 for the 12-month period ending in September 2020. Yeah, you know, I was about to say that, you know, that that last uh, statistic that you talked about, the um, the time ending in May 2020, happened to really end at a really strange period because it was right in the midst of the pandemic as things were going up uh, in terms of cases of COVID-19. Um, you know, how has COVID-19 affected, uh, you know, the, the use of drugs, uh, the overdoses of drugs? Um, you know, did it change any of the dynamics that we would usually see with those sorts of, of trends? Another great question. Um, So, you know, I don't think that we can draw causal associations between um, between COVID-19 and um, the drug overdose epidemic. But what we can say is that we have seen a worsening in the drug drug overdose epidemic during that time. Um, One of the other things that we have seen is um, is that the increases that we're observing in overdose deaths are really now being driven by synthetic opioids, so primarily illicitly manufactured fentanyl. So again, looking back to that 12-month period that ended in May 2020, we saw almost a 40% increase in synthetic opioid deaths compared to the 12-month period ending in June 2019. So again, that represents a very different um, perspective than we, than what we had seen before, and a very concerning uh, shift in 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 the overdose epidemic. And when it comes to those synthetic drugs, um, you know, are these ones that are coming from um, you know illicit areas? Are they coming from um, you know from pharmacies that that are not able to control them as well? I mean, um, you know, are there certain trends in the way people are getting these these drugs? Um, and, and the way they're being distributed around the United States? 
So overall, we've we've actually seen decreases in prescribing for opioids and prescription opioid misuse and and prescription opioid uh, use disorder, and and also in fatalities from heroin and prescription opioids. But again, where we're seeing the major increases is in those those deaths that are related to synthetic opioids and, and primarily the illicitly manufactured fentanyl. So so no, it, it's not that these drugs are coming from pharmacies, but these are illicitly manufactured um, fentanyl-related overdoses. Right. Um, what kind of data have you been following since uh, May of 2020? You know, you mentioned you had some pre- preliminary data um, that there may be an increase to 90,000 um, by September of 2020. Uh, you know, how are you tracking things at this point? And uh, you know, do you have any? Uh, idea where some of the trends might be going toward once we see, uh, really, it sounds like your numbers might be coming out here fairly soon. Sure. So uh, we're tracking mainly two sources of data. One is the mortality data, which we get from the National Center for Health Statistics, their vital statistics data. And the provisional data come out um, about, there's about a nine-month lag for overdose data. So we're able to see what happened um, essentially, um, you know, towards the beginning of the pandemic or, well, I guess the most recent, let me start over here. Sure. <laughs> um, and I'll completely start from the beginning. Um, so the, the data that we are tracking come primarily in two forms. One is uh, mortality data. And so those, those data are essentially vital statistics data that tell us that someone died from an overdose and then what that overdose was related to. So um, as I mentioned, for those data, we have, we have the most recent data that we have are for the 12-month period ending in September 2020. Um, we also are tracking what we call syndromic surveillance data, and these these data are coming from um, about 70% of emergency department visits across the U.S. So from those um, from the syndromic surveillance perspective, we're able to monitor non-fatal overdoses. And um, a study that actually came out in February of this year highlighted some increases that were observed for um, both all drug overdoses and opioid-related overdoses that were, <clears throat> that were observed in emergency departments. And, um, and that study highlighted, it looked at a number of outcomes. So we looked at mental health um, conditions, we looked at suicide attempts and, and um, different types of violence. But again, we also looked at overdoses and overdoses in particular demonstrated the most consistent trends even given during the pandemic. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things that we saw, for instance, was that opioid overdoses were the only outcome that we examined for which the 2020 weekly counts, so the weekly count of emergency department visits um, for these opioid overdoses, never decreased below the mean number of counts for um, for the same number, the same period in 2019, um, <clears throat> and that that study is a little bit distinct in that, um, as you can imagine, during the pandemic, um, people were actually trying to avoid going to emergency departments, and 
one of the things that we saw was that <clears throat> we were looking at emergency department visits and trying to figure out, okay, are visits um, increasing during the pandemic for these outcomes of interest, including overdoses? Are they staying the same? Are they decreasing? What's going on here? And, um, and we saw overall that um, the total number of emergency department visits that we were looking at decreased. Um, so that's any emergency department visit decreased during the pandemic. Again, as you can imagine, people are trying to avoid going to emergency departments because they don't want to contract or increase the risk of contracting COVID. Um, <clears throat> and there was essentially a 40, almost a, a 43% decrease in overall emergency department visits. Um, but then uh, for opioid overdoses and for all drug overdoses, we saw um, a much lesser decrease um, for those visits. And then again, we saw that the counts for these types of visits never decreased below their 2019 value. So, so Dr. Holland, there's also, um, you know, the United States is a very large place. Um, what sort of geographic trends have you seen or where are you seeing uh, pockets of, of use of maybe some synthetic opioids or um, overdoses or anything like that? Sure. So with respect to, again, that, that, um, that 40% increase almost in synthetic opioid overdoses that we observed in the 12-month period, um, uh, ending in May 2020 compared to the 12-month period ending in June 2019, what we saw was that 37 of the 38 uh, U.S. jurisdictions that had available synthetic opioid data um, for overdoses reported an increase in, in synthetic opioid uh, overdose deaths. We also saw that 18 of those jurisdictions reported an increase of 50 greater than 50% in synthetic opioid-involved overdoses. And then 10 Western states reported over a 98% increase in these synthetic opioid-involved deaths. So essentially what we're seeing is a Western ex expansion of synthetic opioid deaths and um, related... It, okay, let me start over right there. Sure. And say... <clears throat> So essentially what we're seeing is a westward expansion uh, in deaths related to synthetic opioids. And, you know, we've talked about a lot of different trends that are going on uh, with this opioid use. Um, you know, are there any reasons that you can pull out or even um, conjecture about, um, you know, why some of these things are happening um, or, you know, even just some of the more basic um, uh, correlations that you've noticed throughout the, the epidemic itself? Sure. So one of the things that we can say about that westward expansion of synthetic opioid overdose deaths is that it's consistent with what we're seeing in terms of large increases in illicitly manufactured uh, fentanyl availability in Western states. Um, we're also seeing just um, that, you know, that a, a lot of factors could be driving the increase in overdose deaths. So um, the changing illicit drug market, and like I just mentioned, the wider availability of illicitly manufactured fentanyl and fentanyl, fentanyl analogs, 
Um, we're seeing co-use of illicitly manufactured fentanyl with other drugs, such as cocaine and methamphetamine. And we're seeing also a mixing of illicitly manufactured fentanyl into the drug supplies of methamphetamine and cocaine. So the changes in the drug supply and substances are, are especially concerning. Um, the mixing of fentanyl into the drug supply puts people at risk for overdose as it increases the risk of exposure to fentanyl, which is a really highly potent opioid. Um, many people may not even be aware that there, that there um, are other substances mixed in the drugs that they're using. And the other thing is that in the context of the COVID pandemic, we also have the risk that people who use drugs encounter simply by using alone in a setting where there's no opportunity for life-saving intervention in case of an overdose. So for example, <clears throat> um, administration of naloxone, which, which can reverse the, um, the effects of an overdose, of an opioid overdose. Just wanted to uh, touch a little bit on, you know, what the government is doing at this point. Um, you know, what sort of initiatives are, are going on within the United States to uh, make education about uh, opioid use uh, more prevalent um, and also to cut down on some of these uh, overdoses? Great question. So CDC's work is really focusing on five primary areas. Um, the first one is in conducting re research and surveillance. So one of the things that is incredibly important to informing the direction of the over overdose epidemic is ensuring that we have timely, high quality data um, that can help us to understand the extent of the problem and help us really focus um, resources where they're needed most, and also help us to evaluate prevention efforts that are implemented. Um, the, the second key area that we're focusing on is on building local uh, state and tribal capacity. So local communities play a really important role in preventing opioid overdoses and um, CDC funds a number of efforts to improve data collection and to implement strategies to prevent overdoses that are based on the best available evidence. Um, so for example, one of our um, kind of our bread and butter here is a program that we call the Overdose Data to Action Program. Um, through this program, we fund health departments in 66 jurisdictions across the U.S. to strengthen their surveillance and prevention efforts. In 2019, CDC allocated more than $300 million per year for three years to support state and local health departments in this effort. Um, so some of the examples of prevention activities that they're implementing are um, strengthening prescription drug monitoring programs and improving partnerships be between uh, state and local health departments and organizations that can help to implement overdose prevention activities um, and, and establishing programs that help link people who are at risk for overdose to, to different kinds of care and treatment. Um, the uh, the third area that we are um, really working in is uh, in su supporting providers, health systems, and payers. So, for instance, we use the the CDC guideline for pre prescribing opioids for chronic chronic pain um, 
to uh, to disseminate information to providers and health systems on how they can improve the way that opioids are prescribed. Um, we also are partnering with public safety and ensuring greater communication and collaboration between public health and law enforcement because this is a you know a problem that not uh, one agency or one organization can solve on its own. It really uh, requires a lot of collaboration. And so um, so we're really trying to improve data sharing and surveillance and um, and the targeting of different types of interventions. And then finally, the last thing that we're really kind of um, focusing our efforts on is on empowering consumers to make safe choices. Um, so recently, CDC launched the RX Awareness Communication Campaign, and it's designed to educate consumers about the risks of prescription opioids and the importance of discussing other uh, safer, more effective pain management options with their healthcare providers. Um, so we're really excited about that opportunity too. Uh, you know, I was wondering if you could just maybe describe some of these synthetic uh, drugs, since not everyone is, um, you know, a thousand percent uh, familiar with, with, with everything, uh, just so our, our listeners understand uh, what we're talking about a little bit more. So fentanyl is, uh, is a synthetic opioid. It can come in two different um, kind of packages. One is pharmaceutical fentanyl and the other is illicitly manufactured fentanyl. Um, as I mentioned, deaths that are involving illicitly manufactured fentanyl are, are increasing right now. Um, but fentanyl itself is a synthetic opioid. It's approved for pharmace pharmaceutical use for, um, for treating severe pain, typically um, advanced cancer pain. Uh, but what we do know about fentanyl is that it is very potent. It's about 50 to 100 times more potent than morphine. Um, it's typically uh, prescribed in the form of transdermal patches or lozenges, but those, of course, can be diverted for misuse um, in the United States, and that's where we're really concerned. And then just the, the last question, you, you mentioned uh, these other life-saving drugs like Narcan. Um, are you seeing any trends with those in this, the terms of people um, getting trained and then carrying them more, uh, being disseminated more throughout the United States? Um, so let's see. That is a great question. I don't know if we have... Um, Dr. Holland, you know, there are drugs out there that can be extremely life-saving for someone going through an overdose or um, having issues with, with uh, opioid overdose. Um, how do those drugs work and what might they be doing to, um, to really help the situation? Uh, that's a great question. So, um, so one of the drugs that we, we often refer to is naloxone. It's one of those drugs that we really want to ensure is available to those people who are, um, who are at risk for overdose, and that includes people who have experienced a non-fatal overdose before or people who are using high doses of opioids. Um, <clears throat> naloxone is a drug that can actually reverse the effects of an opioid overdose. And so um, ensuring that naloxone is available to people who are at, ri who are at risk for an overdose and ensuring that the people who are around those people who are at risk for an overdose, ensuring that they know how to use naloxone, they know the, um, the value of having naloxone around is, um, is very important. Um, so 
also um, something to consider is making sure that people who are using drugs are not using them alone and that there is a bystander there who could administer naloxone in, um, in, in the case of an overdose is incredibly important and can ultimately save lives. We'd like to thank today's guest, Kristen Holland, the Associate Director for Science in the Division of Overdose Prevention at the CDC. For more on this discussion, visit WTOP.com and search Emergent Biosolutions.